The following program, the Doris Davenport Show, all local, all the time, is brought to you in part by Doris Davenport. The views and opinions therein do not represent those of News Web Radio Company or its management. to the Doris Davenport Show. My name is Doris Davenport, and I am your host for the hour. I want to thank you for joining us once again, and this is such a great time to be spending with the WCPT listeners because it's the holiday season. Happy holidays, Paul. Happy holidays. How are you? I'm well. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. Are you ready for the holiday? Do you uh, do gift giving during the holiday season? Yeah, I mean, you know, the, the it's it's mostly my wife that coordinates a lot of that stuff. But <laughs> but yes, yeah, we do uh, for Christmas and all that stuff. But is anyone ever really ready for the holidays? I know, I know. But you know, I have one of those mothers who she starts planning months before. And her decorations get up. Now, obviously, she enlists all her children and her grandchildren and now her great-grandchildren in the decorating. But I am not one of those who is ever ready for the holiday season, ever. Yeah, I, yeah I'm the same way. I, You know, it's like I'm a last-minute shopper. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I try to plan these. Like, usually it's like a couple of gifts maybe thought about in October, maybe purchased in November. But <laughs> it's like the last week I'm kind of crossing off the list and, and getting through it. Yeah. Well, we're going to talk a lot today about the holiday season. And we'll be back with Paul for his sports report when we take our break a little later in the show. And this is a day when we welcome our sponsors in for the Doris Davenport Show, and that is none other than Wayback In. Wayback In is an organization that specializes in rebuilding broken lives. Uh, Wayback In serves individuals who are seeking recovery from alcohol, drug, or gambling use disorders. And they have special programming available for homeless veterans who, by the way, I encourage everyone to reach out to every veteran you know this time of year because depression can set in quite easily uh, during the holiday seasons. The overall goal of Way Back In is to help clients achieve continuous recovery. Everybody's welcome at the Way Back In, whether they're uh, recovery programs in Oak Park, Maywood, Forest Park, and Melrose Park. If you or a loved one is struggling with substance or gambling use, you can call the Way Back In at 708 708- Three four five eight four two two, or email wbi at waybackin.org. I'd like to welcome into um, the Doris Davenport Show today none other than my friend Anita Pendor, who is executive director of Way Back In, and her colleague Chris Ward, who is the grants outreach coordinator for Way Back In. Hello, my friends. Hello, Doris. Nice to meet you. Hi, Doris. Ah, good to hear both of your voices, both of you. You know, I'm excited uh, today when you told me that you wanted to focus on responsible gift giving during the holidays. My wheels just started turning because everybody looks forward to celebrations during the holidays. And it's also a time where a lot of people are vulnerable and we should really be cognizant of the vulnerability that people might have and the contributions that we can make toward that vulnerability. And it really doesn't matter. Um, you know, the, the first thing that I think about, of course, is all that alcohol during holiday celebrations. But we've got to remember that whatever vice a person might have or even, um, you know, if a person is vulnerable, frankly, any kind of impairment is only going to increase that vulnerability. And this is a time when we really want to pay attention. Anita, 
What came to your mind when you first thought about responsible gift giving during the holidays? Yes. So um, thank you, Doris. And you give me so much credit. Um, You know, the (laughs) National Council on Problem Gambling and the Illinois Council on Problem Gambling, as well as the Illinois Lottery, run Mm -hmm. a very large um, responsible gift giving campaign each holiday season. Mm -hmm. And we have actually expanded it at this point in time to say gift giving is year round. But we sort of kick it off usually right now, right before, you know, kind of the Thanksgiving holiday um, as families, friends gather, everybody wants to celebrate. And, and so we often will bring gifts, we'll bring gifts to each other, and then particularly children. So we want to really mm-hmm. focus. And like you said, there's triggers um, that people might experience, and we never know who is going through what or what point of time it is for them and so we want to be very mindful when we are gift giving but we also want to be very responsible when it's anyone under the ages of 18 for lottery or 21 for any other type of gambling so that we're not distributing lotto tickets um, scratch-offs or any other form of gambling so that's really kind of the main campaign Well, yeah, I think we really got to remember, right, that um, lottery tickets are not for children. (laughs) They are not for children. And um, it's lottery tickets are a lot of fun. And sometimes adults can get carried away and not really realize the impact that it has our celebration for things like Like you said, even something like a scratch-off ticket, how we celebrate and squeal and scream if we win or, you know, get really um, disappointed verbally out loud if we don't win. Uh, Kids see these reactions. And we have to realize that when we are celebrating, we're teaching our kids how to celebrate and what to celebrate with and for. Right. Right, we're teaching them the value of the win, the value of, um, you know, kind of that gamble is so much Mm -hmm. more important than anything else. And that um, kind of illusion and magical thinking of the win. Um, And so we want to make sure that we are grounded and that we understand responsible gambling. Mm -hmm. And responsible gambling requires setting limits, knowing that the money you spend on gambling will probably be lost and it's okay to lose it because it's just fun. It's supposed to be entertainment. That's right. That's right. And I'm glad that you're expanding it to year round because obviously, you know, around this holiday season, Christmas for me, um, but, you know, birthdays, graduations, weddings, there are events all throughout the year and Frankly, those events take place during this holiday season, too. You know, some schools are on the winter quarter. And when you have that young person who's graduating, maybe they're graduating early or late and, you know, their graduation takes place during the holiday season. Be careful about what you decide to give them. This is not the time uh, to take them over to Bally's the new uh, (laughs) casino downtown, right? You don't want to splurge and say, hey, let's go over to Bally's and have a drink. Um, Because you're exposing them to this whole gambling scenario. Yeah, and and we don't want to assign any blame. And if anyone has ever done that in the past, you know, the more we know and we learn something new every day. And I Mm -hmm. completely understand, um, you know, as you started the segment, you talked about kind of the holidays and getting ready and, you know, some of the late shopping. And the holidays are a lot of stress, a lot of pressure. Do we get the gift? Do we get the perfect gift? What does somebody not have yet? So Mm -hmm. I completely understand how a lot of times grabbing a bunch of scratch-offs and saying, here, kids, everybody gets one, right? It's quick. It seems fun. It seems like it's a, you know, no foul kind of a gift. But um, their brains are not developed yet, and Mm -hmm. they cannot be exposed to that kind of trigger, just like we wouldn't expose children to alcohol, right? We wouldn't grab a six-pack and be like, all right, everybody gets a beer. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, I think it's kind of the whole gambling awareness piece because we all know that giving alcohol to a minor is like, of course I wouldn't do that. Of course I wouldn't give my young one marijuana or an illicit substance. But gambling hasn't really, we're trying so hard, but hasn't gotten to that point where it's an of course statement. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and especially now we've heard we've we've had like mega mega jackpots lately, and oh, yeah, um, yep. billions, right? So it's all it's foremost in mind. You know, people are people who don't normally buy lottery tickets or scratch offs or are going to get that, um, um, whether it's a scratcher or a mega million Powerball. You know, it's a it's um. For some people, they call it a pipe dream, right? But the problem is, you know, in these situations, the odds are stacked against you so overwhelmingly. And you're right, Anita, we're not casting blame um, at, on anybody. I mean, certainly when the jackpots were up there, I bought a scratch-off ticket and had fun. Mm-hmm. Sure. Uh, you know, and I get I get into the gaming of it sometimes. Um, Ron will bring me one, and um, it's a crossword puzzle. And because I like crossword puzzles, it was exciting to me. Well, yeah. young people are no different. You know, there are lots of colors on these scratch-offs. There's lots of right. different games that you can play to win. And we have to be careful to realize it's not just a game. It's not just a game. And you're better off giving your loved one or giving a child a sure thing and not something that's going to teach them how to, you know, gamble their money away. Right. Right, right. Uh, usually children need time, right? They want to spend time with you. They want to see you. So um, but perhaps getting something that would be much more of um, a value and maybe even something that would teach them things, right? So maybe a board game, maybe something that you will learn statistics or, you know, kind of the probability of a win. Those are all good things to teach children so that they learn that, yes, some things are just dreams. Some things are just fun and entertainment and gambling should be fun and entertainment, but it isn't once we make it into a chore and once we make it into the need to win. Gambling should never be a way to subsidize funding. Gambling should never be there that if I win, I'm going to be able to do this. It should just be for the pleasure of the game. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've heard that um, if you if you're looking at giving um, lottery tickets uh, to uh, people, that mm-hmm. um, oh, and I just lost my note. I think I, I think where I I'm going to try to remember what I read. It was something about the evidence um, that exposes people to gambling, and that if you if you're somebody who has a propensity or a vulnerability for gambling. Um, it can really increase the probability of gambling later in life. So, and, and maybe Anita, you can talk about the psychology behind that. If you're, what could be a fun game for a child at a young age, getting these scratch offs and uh, similar lottery type games, they may not, you know, realize now the impact that it might have later on their life when they're exposed to gambling it with higher risks involved. Yeah, that is very true, right? Our, our brains are um, very magical and there's so many things that go on. And so um, with gambling, um, it is very much a genetic factor and then mm. it also a, kind of the acceptability and um, how, you know, how early on in life we see it and how we see gambling used. So a lot of times when we are stressed or we have anxiety or there's something external that we need to deal with, we will turn to those things that have worked in the past and we will kind of find coping mechanisms that work mm-hmm. for us to come down. When we find certain coping mechanisms such as drugs, alcohol or gambling, we feel a release and kind of that increase in dopamine and that calmness come over us. And as we do more of that, we feel calmer. And therefore, often then it becomes sort of this way of dealing with all of our stressors. And for some people who have the ability to just do it once or twice, 
But when someone has, you know, kind of that genetic predisposition and, and they might not know it, right, because you, you wouldn't necessarily know you have it, you can then start turning that into an addiction. And so as kind of that addiction progresses, often something we did as a child um, will now become this coping mechanisms that we use all the time. And then we spend more time, more money, more resources on uh, this addiction. So we also see this actually happening even in teens a lot now. And so we want to be really aware of, you know, children, teens, young adults, and as you kind of age through um, life of when would you maybe need more or less of a coping mechanisms and what are healthy and unhealthy coping mechanisms. Mm. And and what do you find that um, some of these coping mechanisms might be that people have, or especially children? I mean, yeah. So are children they, do- look for safety, right? And they look to you for that. Um, so you know, when somebody and when it's a little little child, right? Um, they need you there to feed them, take care of them, right? Be that safety network for them. Often a show or a book or a blanket will be that coping mechanism. That's why little kids Mm. sometimes want you to read the same book over and over and over again because they know there's that safety degree in how it starts, how it ends. So we often... Yeah, yeah, what to expect. Yeah, go ahead, Chris. (laughs) I was going to say, they end up knowing what to expect. I think once it gets into a little bit of the later years for like middle school, high school, a lot of it is community. As Anita said, when our brains, our brains are growing, a lot of it ends up dealing with the reward system because as youth, we're much more apt while our brain is growing to take in external stimuli of sociability and emotion. So any sort of thing that allows you to feel a community connection. So sports are great, any sort of clubs and activities just kind of getting together with common interests and likes helps people to feel that comfort. Yeah. Yeah. This is really a great conversation. I mean, you know, we don't realize that when you decide to make, uh, to, to give a gift to a person, the purpose, first of all, uh, usually the trigger for giving that gift in the first place is because you want to express love to somebody or you want to express appreciation right. or, yeah. you know, you're just trying to be thoughtful. Yeah. It's the holiday time. It's when we really focus on those kinds of um, characteristics. Um, but what we're bringing to your awareness today uh, with the way back in is, you know, the acknowledgement that even with all of that love, appreciation and thoughtfulness, there are concerns around some type of gift giving. And of course, we're focusing on these, uh, the gambling and the scratch offs, and especially for children. Um, and, and what Anita and Chris have been highlighting is that potential for addiction and um, negative impacts on their development um, because their focus is, again, not on development and not on educational things and even creative things, um, but on these things that can stagnate all of that. Um, so something else that um, when we look at uh, Nita, you mentioned this earlier, uh, putting a focus more on um, experience, you know, and, and, and educational gifts. Um, you can, you know, encourage those kinds of gift givings, take uh, museum memberships or um, a family outing, because like you said, kids often really want your time. And, mm-hmm. you know, we don't want to use scratch offs as a, a substitute for spending time with the young people in our lives, right? We want to help them kind of create lasting memories and and help them, you know, foster shared experiences. And that's a way of helping them with their own interpersonal communication skills for years and years to come. Right. It is. And it, it also... That, that is, oh, sorry. Go ahead, Anita. Yeah, go ahead. No, no, go ahead, um, Chris. I was just going to say that there's so many different ways to get that dopamine rush and excitability. And especially yeah. when you're all going out to a group outing together, you're laughing, you're having fun, you're learning that those are positive ways to feel that sensation of love and connectedness. Mm, mm. 
Yeah, yeah and I was, was um, right. Uh, and I was going to just go and probably say the exact same thing, right? Uh, Doris, you brought a beautiful thing um, about spending time mm-hmm. versus just gift giving and sometimes mm-hmm. giving something so isolating. Here's a scratch yeah. of go yeah. do it in a corner, in a corner, don't bother. <laughs> right? Like go right. scratch it up in a corner, don't bother me versus let's do something together. And we, mm-hmm. you know, we're, we're all in different places and we, we all kind of want to see and experience different stuff. But we do live in this beautiful city with so many events, many events that are free of charge or libraries have passes that then have discounts or free of charge. So there's so much we can take advantage of and show and spend time with um, versus just here is, you know, a $3 scratch off and don't bother me the rest of the night. Exactly. Kind of, exactly. Go ahead, Chris. I was just say it kind of makes me think of just sort of the already normalized isolation when it comes to like cell phones and everything like that. We have so much entertainment right at our fingertips that youth are so often already isolated and kind of in their own little world watching TikToks and experiencing mm. fun through other people from a different lens. So giving a scratch off kind of just perpetuates that isolation. Yeah, that's, that's right. That's right. And we all have different, um, ages of, uh, uh, different age children in our, in our lives, in our homes. And, you know, that's actually a, a good challenge to have to look at, you know, prioritizing age appropriate gifts, like looking at each child, like my mom and I every year have this conversation, you know, when she started getting up in years and, and shopping wasn't as fun anymore and she's not really tech savvy. So shopping online is not something she really enjoys. And so she prefers to give, you know, give money or give a, give a gift certificate mm-hmm. or something like that. Uh, whereas I don't like to give money or gift certificates because for me, it's part of the relationship building with that child for me to get to know them and for me to get a gift that I think they would enjoy in my, for me, it says a lot about, you know, my, my relationship with that child. Um, so that's like a challenge, right? Um, really spending the year getting to know that child and realizing, identifying something throughout the year that you know is going to make a difference for them. Yeah. And, yeah. This way, and that, that mm-hmm. takes a lot of work and effort, right? But it's so worth it. It's so versus rewarding. Like, well, right. But like, eh, you know, I really didn't think about this. I stopped off at the gas station, got uh-huh. a couple of <laughs> lot of tickets and everyone. Right. And it's not unique, right? No, no one's special yeah. in that scenario. If there's multiple children, everybody just gets the same versus saying, hey, I'm going to take you on this adventure and our, you know, that natural dopamine rush will happen. And when we talk about how do we teach children over their coping mechanisms, that's part of it. Let's take a walk. Let's see what we can find. Let's, let's have a natural rush of dopamine. Let's go on a bike ride. Yeah. Let's go to ice skating, one of the many museums. There's so many things that are available in the city. We can do so much. And you can look at your children and say, you might have a child who's into football. You might have another child into track. You might have a child into um, science or art. You know, make the mm-hmm. experience around some talent that they have or some interest that you know they have. Uh, there's just so many things that we can do. We're going to explore this topic from top to bottom when we come back. Uh, from our break. This is really, really a good conversation. So, you know, this is a time when you get out a pen and a piece of paper and take down some notes because even during the holiday season, you might find yourself in a situation where you're at a gathering and you see somebody giving a child scratch-offs. What would you do in that situation? We're going to talk about that when we come back. Uh, We're going to pay some bills and we're going to hear a sports report from our Paul. Paul. Substance use or gambling may have caused you to feel like there's no way out. The truth is that there is help for you and your family, and it's closer than you may think. The Way Back In is a nonprofit treatment center for substance use and gambling that helps people in Proviso Township rebuild their lives from the damages of addiction. You can contact Way Back In by visiting waybackin.org or by calling 708-345-8422. That's 708-345-8422. 
Admissions office is open Monday through Friday from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. If you are experiencing an emergency and need immediate assistance outside of these hours, please contact 911. Wayback Inn is here to help. Wayback Inn programming is supported by the Proviso Township Mental Health Commission. Discover one of our community's unique resources, the Oak Park River Forest Community Foundation, www.oprfcf.org. All right. Well, I don't I don't have any music, so I'm just going to go right into this. It's the sports report here on the Doris Davenport. Oh, I do have music. I do have music. All right. That's uh, that's that's the music, the sound effects here. Uh We'll go into uh, uh, football scores first. Uh, Bears had the lead at Detroit, but they ended up dropping that game 31 to 26 at the end. Uh, they fall to three and eight on the season. Packers hold on against the Chargers at Lambeau Field. Browns holding on in Cleveland. Cowboys beating up on Carolina today. Uh, Texans with the victory over the Cardinals. Jaguars beat the Titans. Dolphins over my Raiders. Giants over the Commanders in. In Washington and the current slate of games uh, 49ers up on the Buccaneers the Bills over the Jets uh, 3-0 right now and no score between the Seahawks and the Rams tonight Vikings at Broncos tomorrow rematch of the Super Bowl Eagles at the Chiefs on Monday Night Football should be a good one how about the Bulls last night they were down 22-1 to in the first quarter but somehow they end up winning at the United Center 102-97 to against the Miami Heat they'll play again against the Heat tomorrow at 7 because NBA scheduling is weird now. And the Blackhawks play at the United Center tonight against the Buffalo Sabres. Uh, that starts at 6 o'clock for the puck drop. And now back to the Doris Davenport Show, all local all the time. Uh, thank you. Thank you, Paul. We are here at the Doris Davenport Show with Way Back In. We have Anita Pendor, Executive Director of Way Back In, and Chris Ward, Grants and Outreach Coordinator. Um, I should probably be up front and say, I know I sound a little off today, and I really, really am um, not quite myself. I have been in isolation since Friday and will be in isolation until Wednesday. Um, I tested positive on Thursday night. And while I have to say that I'm not like really down and out, I have felt fatigue and the fogginess that I've heard people talk about. It's the very first time I've ever tested positive. And I think it's one of those things that rather than not talk about, I should probably just say. So I didn't want to not do the show. And um, I'm well enough, obviously, to do the show. And I am not in the studio infecting Paul and Devin. Uh, <laughs> I, we are remote today, but um, that's what I'm dealing with. So thanks so much for hanging in there with me, everybody. But we are having a really good conversation today about responsible gift giving during the holiday, and particularly as it relates to children. And um, Anita, would you please just recap the two campaigns that we're supporting uh, during this holiday season? Oh, yes, my pleasure, Doris. And I am very sorry that you're not feeling well. That is never <laughs> yeah, fun. Sorry, Doris. Um, but you're yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, especially right before Thanksgiving. So I hope yeah. you're better by Thanksgiving. Thank but you. Um, the National Council on Problem Gambling, NCPG, and the Illinois Council on Problem Gambling, ICPG, as well as the Illinois Lottery, all have. Um, gift responsible gift giving campaigns that are centered around these winter holidays but are yet year round. And if you want more information about that you can also go to areyoureallywinning.com and there will be more information regarding responsible gift giving. Great, great. Now, before we went on the break, um, I brought up the um, possibility that when we're out at holiday gatherings, whether they be at friend at the homes of friends and family or in a public place, and we see someone giving a child the gift of scratch-offs, what do we do? Um, do we say something to the adult, 
Do we intervene and say something to the child? Um, what are the different ways that we can be responsible as bystanders in this type of situation? That is a very good question, right? Because it's it's easy when we're just responsible for ourselves and yeah. we don't give the gift, right, of um, a lot of tickets or scratch-offs or any other form of gambling. But mm-hmm. sometimes we are witnesses to this or the conversation. Now, it's obviously mm-hmm. very easy if someone's just having a conversation with you mm-hmm. and tells you like, oh, I'm thinking, you know, I have 14 <laughs> nieces and nephews um, and I shall buy all of them a scratch-off this year. So that's an easy intervention because at that point you can just point to, you know, the National Mm -hmm. Council on Problem Gambling discourages gift giving of Mm -hmm. gambling and scratch of tickets for children um, because their brains are not developed and then you can read them to the website and they can read more. So Mm -hmm. that's an easy one. Where you're in the process of it and it's already happening that might be a little bit more difficult, right? Because mm-hmm. you don't want to like cause a scene perhaps, right? Like throw <laughs> yourself on the lotto Cost ticket. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, no. <laughs> but but I would uh, you know kind of suggest that at that point maybe pulling that one individual aside a- again perhaps yes. quoting some of the research um the the facts that we now know not blaming we never mm-hmm. want to blame mm-hmm. anyone yes. you know a lot of this is newer information a lot of this mm-hmm. is newer research so i don't think anyone intentionally would ever give a gift they don't think it's bad, right? It's Mm -hmm. more not knowing. So sometimes maybe just turning it into a conversation. I just heard the Doris Davenport show and they discuss (laughs) your responsible (laughs) gift giving. (laughs) It's so interesting to know that children's brains are not like adult brains and they are affected. So, you know, making it about a, hey, I didn't know this either. Now we both know this probably isn't um, a great gift to give to children. Oh, that's that's really great. And I, I, I was thinking that you maybe, you know, it's also an opportunity to, um, you know, go to the, the child and um, kind of maybe create what you call a distraction. And that distraction could just be a conversation about um, sharing traditions, you know, asking them a question about, um, you know, what was the greatest holiday experience they had or what are they most thankful about this year or but but distraction, creating a distraction um, yeah. so that even though they might have that in their hand, uh, you might even find an opportunity to slip it out of their hand during, during your distraction. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's always a good idea as well. And, and you know, it's okay. And again, it, it has to be age appropriate, but it's mm-hmm. okay to also have those conversations with children. We empower children. We allow children to become successful teenagers and young adults who are able to, you know, kind of have strong opinions when we give them that empowerment of saying no or saying no, thank you. So it's okay to teach them that there are certain things that are okay. They're not necessarily right or wrong, but they're age appropriate. And this is not age appropriate until this age. And we do that with so many other things, right? You can't get on a carnival ride until you're a certain Mm -hmm. height. Um, You can't see a certain movie until you're a certain age. So this isn't a foreign concept. This isn't so um, unique, right? There's many things Mm -hmm. that we can't do um, at certain ages. And so it's okay to explain to the child, even if somebody already handed them a scratch up to say, you know, I'll keep this safe for you until Mm -hmm. you are old enough. You are not old enough. You have to be 18 to participate in scratch-offs. Right. I think that's good because what happens if you don't really try to do something like that is you're teaching them that it's normal, um, Mm -hmm. that that even the idea of gambling is normal. And at at a young age, even when they're in high school, people... Their brains are not developed enough to the point where they have enough discipline to often 
not engage in these activities, which is why we have so many uh, substance abuse um, crises at the college level, right? Um, because maybe sometimes this normalization of gambling happened at a young age. And I think with college age um, students, that could be an opportunity to talk about some of the risks that are involved um, because they've taken the science classes. So they understand uh, the development of the brain and, and those impulsive disorders and how they can you know, get triggered by this, that, or the other. They've all experienced it. And so having that conversation openly and not hiding from it or, or even talking around it. Um, and I'm not sure there's an age too young to start talking to kids about the financial implications of even something like losing your money to a scratch-off ticket. Completely agree, yeah. Doris. I also think it's it's never too early to talk about what actually constitutes as gambling either. Mm. Just because it could start with a scratch-off, and a lot of people, even adults, don't view that as gambling. Just because the word gambling, you kind of just think about casinos or different you know, mom-and-pop shops and those video gaming terminals. But kind of getting that knowledge about what is gambling, because if you start young and you already got some scratch offs every Christmas or holiday season, and then all of a sudden you're reaching out to different forms of gambling that you might not even know are gambling. Wow, that's interesting. And teaching children at any age um, to set limits, to understand how much. Um, I, I remember my children were younger, and you know, you would have birthday parties and get-togethers, and you would go to places like a Chuck E. Cheese, mm -hmm. um, which you know are supposed to be fun and entertaining. But we would many set casinos. limits. We would set a limit of time. <laughs> we would set a limit of how many tokens we would buy. And once mm. those tokens were gone, they were gone. So a lot of times, you know, it would be like, can we get more? Can we get more? It's like, no. We said we would only be here for an hour and a half, and we would only use the $20 that we um, mm. spent. We would often delay gratification by, you know, not cashing out those tokens each time, but saving up for like a bigger prize so that it wasn't necessarily, you know, like each time you get a pencil, but it's that excitement um, mm -hmm. as opposed to waiting and just kind of say, knowing that it was just the time we spent there that was fun. It wasn't, you know, because there is not that um, uh, that, that reciprocity. And, and mm -hmm. I would talk to them about that at a level that they would understand. Remember, we took yeah. the money you got from whatever, your birthday gift, and it was $20. <laughs> But we spent it, we had fun, it was a good time, but all you can get back for that is a pencil. Does that sound, you know, the same? And so it's okay to let them start understanding that concept of how much are things worth and the fact that this should just be for the pleasure of having fun, not what you get out of it. Yeah, I think another area that we have to highlight is the one conversation that I find parents talking about more and more is the screen time that their kids have online. And yeah. so often marketers are so irresponsible that they use um, that whole idea of winning and losing, so gambling on something, to attract attention for kids. And I think that during the holiday times, you, you, you really have to kind of, I hesitate to say that the holiday time is any one particular time more, more than any other time where you should increase like the level of uh, monitoring for your kids' online activity. But you, you, you have to be aware of their, the websites they're, they're logging on to and the games that they're using online. Um, because a lot of those um, online games um, and websites have gambling elements to them. They may not be outright gambling, but they may have gambling elements to them. And so we really um, have to be vigilant on what our kids are doing online and um, so that we can be ready to explain to them, like you said, in an age-appropriate way, um, you know, without being um, judgmental if it's talking to the parent of a child who we know is in, engaging in some of that online activity. Um, uh, but yeah, what watching that online activity, I think, is, is critical during the holidays. 
Yeah, and the holidays are a good time to start. Like you're saying, it's, you know, there's no one right time to be vigilant about that. But the holidays mm-hmm. are a good time to start. We have a little bit more togetherness, a little bit more together time. There's usually a break from school. Um, so, so you have that kind of chance and opportunity. Often it's okay, again, no matter how old they are, to just start conversation. These are good, open-ended conversation. What are you doing online? Um, you know, what are you, who are you engaging with? Because you're right, there are so many different forms of it that don't look like gambling necessarily, but might lead to that level or the spending of funds that are used within games. So it's good for parents to know, to be aware of what's going on. And if you start some of these conversations at a younger age, when they get to be teenagers, young adults, they might not want to continue talking to you, but at least they already know the concept of, you know, like, oh, it's okay for me to talk to them about these things. And again, setting limits, right? How long are you going to be online? How much money are you going to spend if you are going to spend money on any of these video games? Yeah, yeah. And... You know, I think kids come from all different backgrounds. Family dynamics are different from household to household. And there are different types of um, um, indicators, I think, that would um, uh, let us know that a child might be vulnerable, um, more vulnerable than others. There could be, you know, kids who suffer from depression in any way or anxiety even, when you're gambling, it's, it, it's like it, it's, a, it's an escape from, from any negative emotion that you can have. And in a way, it has that like self, uh, I don't know the word, self, um, self-soothing. Yeah. Um, and we have to, you know, be careful with that. You've got kids who really have... Um, more, they're, they're more prone to sensation seeking than other kids. I mean, especially if they have like low self-esteem or they may be even impulsive. Um, but you know, it's these kinds of traits and personalities, I think that have been studied to show that there's more likelihood of developing a gambling problem. Um, you know, these are the, and, and it makes it more difficult for these children to control um, the urges that they have um, to get engaged. Uh, um, and of course, um, social factors, right? So mm-hmm. we let our kids go and visit other friends during the holiday season. And I think mm-hmm. it's important. This is, this is one way that we have to know who, where are our kids going? Who are their parents? What are the kind? What do they do in that household? Are their parents gamblers? Um, that's important because peer pressure can be a powerful influence. Oh, that is very true, right? You want to be aware of your child's surroundings. You want to know what they're doing, what other people are doing, and you want to empower your child by giving them those kind of cues. You know, if you walk in and this is happening, and you are not comfortable. What do you do, right? So if they call you and say, come pick me up, don't don't investigate at that point. Don't go into many questions. Just just know that you've already set up kind of an exit plan, right? So that mm-hmm. the kid knows that you know. Because that does happen, right? Um, both with children and in adolescents and young adults, where sometimes there's that peer pressure and, and you want to be able to leave. And how do they leave? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, what, what kind of resources are available um, if you, if we talk a lot about resources available for adults, but what kind of resources are available to kids who you might see um, developing a gambling problem or developing a, you know, a, a liking um, to, to, to these elements? Yeah, so because the research is a little bit newer, it mm-hmm. it is just kind of in that first phases. Um, you know, a lot of times that is left to kind of the adults to do, right? Because the kids are younger. Uh, but a Brain Connect um, is one resource that is developing many uh, 
kind of projects and little videos for young, for youth and younger people. Um, as well as we have an organization here in Illinois who's working on developing um, some groundwork for kids, which is called Chestnut. So they will have some information available. Um, and again, the National Council will have some kind of tips and um, ideas for youth. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So we're talking about so many different things that we can do when it comes to responsible gift giving, right? It's not just about gift giving to your friends and family, but really looking at the young people around you and protecting them. Um, This is our responsibility. We've got to model responsible gift giving as adults, right? Because we set the example. Um, and, and we, we absolutely want to avoid gifts that promote gambling or normalize gambling behavior. They can make those decisions when they're well into adulthood for themselves. But the most that we can do, the best that we can do for them is to model responsible gift giving. Yeah. Yes. And focus on the true well meaning said. of the holidays. Yeah. Right. Right, let's focus on that, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I mean, the holiday, the, here we are. And this, I have to tell you, it's the, it's the most happiest time of year for me, uh, Christmas. Christmas is I my agree, favorite Dora. holiday. Because you feel I, the spirit in the air. Yeah, you feel the spirit in the air. I love when the decorations go up. And I know there are some people who can't stand that Christmas music starts right after Halloween. Mariah (laughs) Carey. (laughs) That's right. But, you know, I love it. I keep the Christmas music on. I like it in the car. I keep it on at home because it puts me in the spirit. And frankly, people who get on my nerves during the year don't get on my nerves as much during the Christmas holiday. <laughs> because it is my distraction. It is. If I could keep a Christmas tree up all year without feeling like, you know, okay, people are just going to really think I'm crazy, I would. <laughs> just block it off when guests come over. Push <laughs> <laughs> sheet over it. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> but, you know, as we talk about um, um, this holiday season and putting the focus on the holiday season, a couple of things that come to mind that we can do with young people uh, and, and, and friends in general is to volunteer because there's still a lot of people that will not get gifts that um, don't have loved ones in their lives um, that will think about them. And frankly, we are now, um, I'm going to, I'm going to tie this to the migrant situation that we have in the city of Chicago, where we see, Um, The parents are so busy trying to find resources for shelter, for food, for clothing. And oftentimes they don't have the attention on their kids. Um, Mm -hmm. So they're in shelters. They're at these soup kitchens. And this is a this is an opportunity to volunteer. Take your kids to the soup, local soup kitchen. Take your kids to a nearby homeless shelter and um, volunteer and let them. Um, demonstrate that um, um, uh, experience of helpfulness and thoughtfulness that we talked about earlier. Yeah, because, um, you know, this is this is a wonderful time to give back, to give to each other, Mm -hmm. but also to share with just humanity. Um, And and you're right, like sometimes it's nice for your kids to see how hard it is for other people. Mm-hmm. Right. So it is, it is a good gift to give them that humble understanding of right. we are all in this together. Right. And we don't want our kids to grow up too early, right? So one thing to think about when you're looking at, oh, I don't have enough time to go shopping. I forgot. I missed the deals. My money's short. I'm just going to go and get a few scratch-offs and give them to the kids. Remember that a lot of the graphic work on these scratch-offs have adult themes. They have adult imagery. And a lot of times they're just inappropriate for children. So it's not just the act of the child engaging in um, the gambling activity, but it's also what other subliminal messages are we putting in their minds because over time, 
you know, uh, kids, kids get desensitized, um, and, and, and to, to these kinds of themes and, um, that can help them to become more susceptible to other harmful influences. And, and, and we don't want to be responsible for this kind of exposure. Well, healthy kids result in healthy adults and mental health is just as much important as physical health. Mm. And we want to make sure that we are giving everyone the gift of health. Yeah, the gift of health. I love That's that. I love said, that. Anita. Me too. I, <laughs> that is beautiful. Um, so as we think about, you know, the dangers of any kind of um, gambling for children, and we're highlighting scratch-off gifts because they're an easy one, and it's one that a lot of people do use. They, they buy a lot of scratch-off gifts for kids. And just to recap some of what we talked about, we, we want to avoid um, normalizing gambling for young people. Um, we want to highlight any kind of risks associated with um, gambling. If we see that, um, you know, they're engaging, uh, we want to remind our friends about the financial implications. And, and, and for kids, we, 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 we don't want to create, you know, um, confusion about winning and losing, you know, because kids don't fully understand the concept necessarily. Um, mm-hmm. You know, there's, there's probability, there's randomness, there's, and, and, and those are concepts that may be too advanced for um, young kids who just want the fun of the scratch off, but they're central to gambling. And that's why we have to be really, really careful at early ages about what we're exposing them to. Um, And then, of course, you know, that exposure to adult activities. Uh, Scratch off tickets are not age appropriate for kids. Mm -hmm. Is there um, like a hard and fast age limit? And frankly, on the scratch off ticket themselves, does it say appropriate for a certain age? A lottery is 18 Mm-hmm. And then all other forms of gambling are 21. 21. So see, 18 and 21. If you're giving a gift to a child that's under 18 and 21, scratch-offs or any kind of lottery ticket is not appropriate. Please give us a closing remark. Well, thank you, Doris, for always having us. And if anybody yeah, needs more information, go to areyoureallywinning.com. Areyoureallywilling.com. Responsible gift giving is about making informed choices, people, that consider the well-being of our children um, by avoiding these scratch-off tickets and opting for more age-appropriate 